Hello, hello. Welcome to Indie Music Live, episode 186. As always, I am your favorite host, JoJo Keys. Uh, we're here live every Tuesday night, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. And uh, we got Fran Minnie tonight with her song Tracks coming up in the show. Yeah, there she is. And uh, we also have featured artist, featured author tonight. We'll be talking more about that. Uh, Sam Archer. He's actually been on the show before, but it's been a very long time when he was kind of a not, I think you know, he, he was kind yeah. of in the car, I guess. He was say. in the car. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. And then uh, we also have uh, a uh, review we just uh, released on the website a few weeks ago. DJ Reverend Murder back with his uh, weird ass industrial metal sound that we've grown to love so much. So Dave, how you doing this evening? Not too bad, man. We also got a couple reviews recently posted on the website. Uh, Johnny Hart and the Mess. Uh, best album that we've heard, man. That's like one of the it's top album, albums. Dude. Yeah, it's one of the top ten, I think, of the year right there. And Rainy Day Crush, the crazy, jumpy Matt Specht. Yep. Some of his uh, latest stuff. So yeah, guys, go check that out. Yeah, check that out, and then uh, we'll be playing those in the in the next couple of weeks on the show. Um, so I lost my thought. Oh, yeah. Johnny Hart and the Mess. They were supposed to be featured artists a few weeks ago. They were having internet problems. Um, something setting it up. I don't know exactly what happened, but they did email and say sorry. And uh, so I'm going to reschedule them in a couple weeks. And then also Lily Muir. We were, if anybody noticed, we weren't on the air last week. Uh, Lily Muir was having Wi Fi issues, I found out at about a half an hour after the show was supposed to start. So, anyway. We're back, and uh, we're going to check out Fran Minnie with her song, Trex, and find out where Sam went. I don't know. Sam disappeared again. Rob, hit it.
Fran Mini on it. Dave, what are you doing? Come on, get in the camera <laughs> I'm shot. I'm spinning Fran around Minnie. my chair, man. I'm just having fun. <laughs> Their song Tracks. Uh, she actually posted in the Facebook event for this and was th- and thanked us for playing her music. So you're very welcome. Uh, I don't know much about her, uh, but um, it was a free submission on the website that was a few months ago because I'm still backlogging all those. You know, there's there's a ton. We have a ton of music to listen to, but we only listen to three songs a week. And uh, one of them is featured artists, and one of them is generally a review, and one of them is a free submission. That's kind of how I've been working it. So I like this one. I like this kind of music. It's like Lilith Fair, Lilith Fair type stuff. My wife would love this music. This is the kind of stuff she listens to uh, when I'm not making her listen to my speed metal shit. So <laughs> what do you think, Dave? Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, man. You no, said of course, like the yeah. Lilith, the Lilith. She actually looks like her, man. Like her her face kind of yeah. looks like Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, sounds maybe a little like her, but yeah, I, I was getting the same type of feel, like that kind of uh, just that kind of style that you hear at that festival. Uh, great singer. Uh, it, another one of those songs I encourage people uh, throw on the headphones for this one and bask in the glory of the mixing and the production. Uh, it's just stellar super tight very clean um it's good stuff i wouldn't wouldn't say that necessarily sounds like enya or anything like that but fans of that will probably enjoy it as well so yeah it's a little more sparse than than like the the fullness of enya Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm yeah i mean yeah she's got some she's got some talent this girl so cool so uh rob kills me anyway um (laughs) Featured artist, featured author of the night. Sam has actually been on the show before. He was in a car with Nadira Norjahan uh, a few years back, actually, when the show was pretty new. I think it was one of her first appearances. And uh, Sam was kind of like a behind-the-scenes guy, if you will, I think, more. Correct me if I'm wrong. but uh, So I want to introduce Sam Archer, um, better known as the hybrid executive now. I guess he's rebranding himself. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing very good. I'm doing very, very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Pleasure. Glad to, glad to have you. I'm glad you got in touch with everything that's going on with you. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, the hybrid executive. And then we're going to listen to one of your one of your uh, pieces, Tomb Ting. And then, Tung-ting, is that how yes. you say it? Yeah, Tomb Ting. Okay, cool. It, it's go, actually, go ahead. The, go ahead. Yeah, okay. The name Tomb Ting actually... Uh, it's how the instrument, uh, the, the vibraphone I'm using. So it goes, toom ding, toom ding, you know. So I say, hey, just call it toom ding. Nice. But um, I'm a producer. People know me as a producer, songwriter uh, over the years. Um, I'm one of those guys that started producing during the early 90s. Um, I've d- uh, rubbed shoulders with a lot of folks uh, in the early uh, hip-hop, R&B era. So if you're familiar with uh, people like uh, Trackmasters, um, all the way down to people like B2K, um, you know, I, I did uh, record and, and rub shoulders with the likes of, of uh, guy, you know, folks like that. Um, Nadira Nojahan has pretty much, is pretty much the um, latest set of music that I've been working on, and, mm-hmm. and part of it, it was building her brand. Well, we know it well. <laughs> Yeah, so I was kind of like definitely behind the scenes there. And um, through it all, I was actually writing this book. I had this book that I started in the early 90s. And um, what happened is that uh, we, well, 
maybe I, I should jump into that later on, right? Uh, yeah, man, save, save it for deeper. Save it for deeper with oh, Dave. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so what am I answering now? <laughs> well, let's just go I'm ahead sorry. and take a listen to the Tomb Ting, and then we'll come back and get deeper with Dave. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That was the first time I got a chance to heard to hear that one. That's pretty cool. Very cool sounds there. But well, let's you, get into the book, man. This yes, book. Sir. So, like, like Joe mentioned uh, before the tune. So you've been kind of piecing this together for, I mean, a couple decades. I mean, that like I know how I feel, <laughs> or I remember how I felt when I would finish an album after working on it for like six months. So yeah, <laughs> working on a book for twenty years. It's finally done. It's it was released. A month ago i mean how does that feel dude that's basically was, like a 20 year you know it was kick-ass <laughs> i mean i when you thought you were finished or we had this to fix this book probably went through about um maybe about eight rounds of editing um but how it actually started is that um when i relocated in the early uh the late 80s early 90s uh, there was sort of like a, a, a really nice community of um, gospel artists that, um, you know, that was in the New York area. And uh, so I had a group, you know, a new thing. And um, we were like the first to do this casingo uh, thing. You guys remember casingos and things like that. So, you know, at the time it was like no one really did casingos. So we did this casingo. I took my... Uh, Fast, a crazy self and send it to a, a gospel station and the program director ended up putting the song in rotation 
So a lot of the people from the uh, gospel communities, you know, they were wondering, how you guys pulled all of this off? You know, you guys did a single. And, you know, they never, again, they never saw what a single was. You know, so it was sort of like one of the, the early uh, times this thing started happening. And uh, so I started consulting uh, before I even knew what consulting was. I would, I would have calls going all week. I'm on the phone for hours. And, uh, and of course, technology isn't where it is today. So it's the regular that's interesting. house phone. Yeah, because it, it's almost <laughs> like the genesis of the point that I was, I was about to make. You were like answering my future question. You're a time traveler. And, but basically, ah, okay. <laughs> the discussion that has come up in this show dozens of times, you mm -hmm. know, the past few years is uh, basically the shift in the culture from uh, it's an mm -hmm. album world to it's a single world. The, the, this has been like a progression that has slowly happened over like 20 years, maybe even a little longer. Yes, it has. So the, yeah. So the time you're talking about was like, that was like the early days of the shift. So, and that, yes. that was, yeah. that was, so that was my main question. So it's like, you come up with hybrid executive and to me, it seems like that phrase is a reaction to the shift in the music industry and basically what you have to be now to be successful. Does that, is that pretty close? Correct. Yes. You're, you're nailing it on the head. Okay, so remember cool. now the, the hybrid is really that next thing. It's sort of like an upgrade. It's, uh, you know, different parts, but it's supposed to be better. And, um, so it's sort of like, uh, the artist today, he or she has to compose a song. They have to record it. They have to mix it. They got to package it. They got to sell it. They got to market. They got to, you know, they got to get into a lot of other areas that um, a couple of years ago they didn't have to. All they had to do was just get into the studio and concentrate on how the, right. the quality is and writing. Damn, I got to challenge you though, dude. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate. You know, I gotta. I mean, okay, gotta challenge no you a little here. So say someone okay. reads the book and their feedback is. It's like, okay, great. I understand the concept, the concept, but I don't want to do all this stuff myself. I want somebody else to do it. So what would be your answer to that? What well, they can, they can definitely develop their own team. The, the idea is to just understand what that role is. If you understand the role, then you can actually find someone to fill that role. And it could be so three it, people. So you're not, you're not necessarily saying it's like it, it has to be, the artist that is the hybrid executive and do everything because I bring that up because I think of like Mark Miles, like he, he's mm -hmm. a perfect example of, of a person who has decided to take that role himself and do mm -hmm. all aspects. And he does it well, he rocks it. It's like, it's the reason that he has leveled up in his career. And some people yeah. can do it really well. I mean, but the objective is really to, to, to understand once you understand, you know, what the booking agent does or you understand what the manager is supposed to do you understand what the engineer does you understand what the producer does you understand what the songwriter does or what the arranger does um it's just really being aware of the different roles or the different hats in, gotcha. in the process so gotcha. that you know each artist can actually lead you know or they can lead the team as to, okay, this is my vision. This is what I'm looking to do. This is the data I'd like to release. This is when I like to start touring. This is when I like to, you know. So you can actually do your thing without it being something that was handled by another. Yeah. 
All right, man. You I know. got something cool for the listeners. All right. So the, the book's about, it's over 100 pages. And I want to call out like three sections. If you can give just like a 30 second summary of kind of oh, okay. what it's about. So let's start with clearing the fuzziness. What is that? Clearing the fuzziness has to do with when an artist is, they're really happy to do the fun stuff. But um, when it's time to take care of the business stuff, they can't really sit and, and take care of that. So the, it, if you don't take care of the business, you're going to have that fuzz going on, you know. So if you sat in a recording session and you, you collaborated with some people, uh, you just had fun in the session, but no one actually took the time to say, okay, who wrote this? Who, um, who did this? Who did the other? Who, did the, who was on the keys? Who did the writing? Who did, you know? So clear the fuzziness is make sure that you're taking care of your business because your business is really your uh, pension plan. You know, you're right. setting your pension plan up. And if you're not setting it up, then you're not going to have anything to look back at uh, a couple of years down the road. All right. So that's how what about, that, that is really. How about key positioning? Key positioning has to do with the... With the, with the duty that you're, you're good at. So when you do a self-evaluation, uh, you'll realize, okay, am I an artist? Am I a producer? Am I a booking agent? You know, once you find that thing that you're good at within the industry, then you position yourself to be effective in that area. So for example, a booking agent um, would sort of see the relationship between what the artist is doing and, and, and how the audience is going to respond and, and the booking agent because of, of his or her key, posi uh, key positioning, they can bet they can make better choices as to, all right, this artist is going to fit really great over here. Um, it's going to fit this sort of category or this market. So the key, that's your key positioning aspect there. I guess yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think that's going to be valuable for artists because I, I most vast majority just I don't think it ever really crosses their mind, and mm -hmm. the ones that it does for the ones that it does cross their mind, I I find that they really capitalize on unique opportunities, you know, where it it yes. actually like is is the difference can be the difference in in terms of just paying the bills or, or becoming more successful in some way. But <laughs> correct, uh, correct. So last one, uh, just a, mm -hmm. there's a section on 360 deals. Is there something you can kind of summarize in like 30 seconds on it? Okay, so 360 deals had a lot to do with, um, there was a time when labels didn't really show interest in the other things that artists had to do. Um, once the artist uh, completed the record and um, the record is out, they may get some publishing, you know, depending on the, the status of the record company. Um, but because of uh, bad, because of the bad economy, um, and you know, a lot of money was wasted here and there, and all of that, and the economy changed. Uh, it made sense for the record companies, and this is their uh, thing of making sense that okay, since we're investing in you, um, you may get a book deal. You may get a tour, you may get an endorsement, you may get a movie. Um, they wanted to have first dibs and also share in that, in those other areas that they weren't really uh, traditionally a part of. So 360 meant, you know, which is really a circle, 
it meant that, okay, we want to be involved in all the other opportunities, or at least have first dibs on, you know, so if someone, if they put out a record with an artist and that artist was um, selected to do a role in the film, they wanted to benefit from that too, or, right. or at least have first dibs at the table to benefit from that. All Which, right, man. Yeah. Oh, go Which, ahead. All right. No, see, you got to finish that thought. Which what? Which what? Uh, well, from an artist standpoint, I don't really agree with all of that too much, but um, that was their explanation as to, you know, we want to be able to share because we invest. Once we invested in you, it gave you the light. It put you in the in the spotlight where other folks can see you. So um, that was their thing. But in the book, I do bring bring um, my point of view as to what I think. And and that should be interesting. I guess that that's a nice uh, cliffhanger for the reader. Yeah, man. It's like the, <laughs> all right. So where can they where can they buy? Is it on Amazon? Is that what you were saying? Uh, yeah, the ebook is on Amazon. It's on uh, Barnes and Nobles. It's on uh, iBook, and it's it's on a lot of um, uh, ebook platforms, like digital platforms, um, the different formats that's out there. So the Nook, the uh, Kindle, the uh, iPad. And- awesome. For oh. the physical now, and that's going to be for a short uh, time. The physical book, you can um, order that for me directly. So you'll just go to um, thehybridexecutive.com, or you can go to samsdigital.net, and um, folks can order the book um, on the website directly, and then I'll ship it out uh, in the mail in a couple of days, and, and they'll get the physical book. Beautiful. Or they could meet me somewhere yeah. and then uh, they can get it cheaper. Yeah. Sam, thanks so much, man, for coming by. Everyone Thank go you. check out his book. You can get the ebook, read it on your iPad. Nice and cool like that. But all right, man. Take care, Sam. We'll be in touch soon, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Yes. Um, okay. All right, Rob, if you're ready to rock, dude, I think we got one more tune here. It's called Kill Em All. Just Kill Em All by DJ Reverend Murder. Let's do this right there.
Kill them all. Kill them all. DJ Reverend Murray. I mean, that's some heavy shit right there, dude. That was like apocalyptic, heavy, deep industrial metal. I mean, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'd be interested to to know about his creative process because I'm not, I don't know. Like, is he doing the instruments? Is he just, I I don't know. I mean, you said he's like mysterious about his. He's very uh, mysterious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with a name like DJ Reverend Murder, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why he does that. Maybe there's some specific reason for it. But there's just but man, so much yeah. music. I mean, he has like so much stuff out. And he's always like, like he'll message the Indie Music Plus Twitter account and be like, "Hey, I'm releasing something next week." And it's like, dude, you already released like two albums this year. So I don't know. Either he's constantly working, or man, you know what we. Do you think it's possible to like have an interview with him? I don't do know. I suppose we. I suppose I could ask him. He probably he's probably gonna hit me up and let us know. <laughs> yeah, he's like the man behind the green curtain. You know, he's like very yeah. mysterious. But you know, I don't know. We'll see. But what what'd you think of the music, man? I mean, that's your style of stuff. Well, I like this kind of stuff absolutely. I mean, it reminds me of bands that I. One of the bands that I've listened to my entire life is called Circle of Dust, and uh, his his name is. Uh, Shit, what is his name? The guy behind Circle does. Clayton is his producer name, and he also has other groups called Cell Dweller and uh, Brainchild and all this stuff. And he just he has all these different entities, and it reminds me of that a lot. And that and you know more people, more popular bands would be like Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, kind of stuff like that, like the heavy industrial, the you know not heavy metal, but the heavy industrial like steel sounding music almost. You know what I mean? Like. Like it's being made in like a warehouse or something. Yeah, like it's made in a factory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always think about that when I hear it. Yeah. So cool. Uh you want to say something ahead. about changing the time? Yeah, we decided uh just now actually we're gonna change the time of the show. So next week, nine o'clock. There you go. <clears throat> Rob Rob's happy with that. Rob, your background's killing me tonight, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh Jesus. So Rob Hicks hitting the buttons back there behind the green curtain. I'm Jojo Keys as always. Uh Hicks video. Let me finish my thought over there. If you need produ- professional live streaming production, go to HIX. Do you have a website? Is it hicksvideo.com or Facebook yes. Hicks Video? Okay, cool. Yeah. Any final words tonight, David? No, man. Good times. So nice having Sam on. It's like uh, books like that are very helpful i mean of course it seems like they're few and far between i mean every few years something will come out i'm like all right finally something like focusing specifically on this issue of what we've discussed so many times in the show you know just about the the major shifts uh in the industry and everything so um but yeah speaking of shifts i'm gonna go take one right now (laughs) yeah take a shift See you next week, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Peace. Feel